Learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome back to another episode of When Hers United, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, and I truly appreciate you listening in. This is Season 8, Episode 3, entitled, Release the Author in You with Andrea Foy. Before we jump into the interview, I'm going to tell you more about me and When Hers United, the podcast. I believe that success leaves clues. And When Hers United, the podcast was created to give you the clues you need to succeed in business, mindset, personal development, and self-care. These are the four pillars we stand on at When Hers United, which is why they are emphasized so we can live a complete and fulfilled life, both personally as well as professionally. If it's not too much to ask, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. Then write us a review. As a thank you, I'll be giving shout-outs on future episodes to those that take time to do this. I just want to give you an update. During our first episode of Season 8, as well as our second episode, I talked about how you will be getting 18 episodes over the next 18 weeks, weekly episodes. However, unfortunately, things have changed. I ended up getting sick. Oh my goodness, it was so horrible. And it set me behind in my production. As a result of that, I've decided to scale the episodes down. So this season will be nine episodes and they'll be coming out every two weeks. So I just wanted to level set with you all so that you're not expecting an episode when the episode is not there. So on those off weeks when we don't have a new episode, go back and check out an old episode. Check out one that you haven't listened to or check out one that you have. You never know what may stick out to you. I appreciate your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being a part of the Win Hers United family. Now, without further ado, let's get into season eight, episode three, entitled Release the Author in You with Andrea Foy. Today, we have another amazing win her here to share her story with us. Andrea, welcome. Thank you. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. All right. So before we get into the interview, let me just tell you more about Andrea. Andrea is an international author, multi-time author. Let's not forget that it's many times over, right? She's a speaker. She's a coach. She's also a certified women's issues and diversity consultant. She specializes in personal safety for women, which she'll talk to us more about soon. She is the CEO of Andrea Foy, LLC. And amongst all of these great things, she loves to talk and write about personal development. So, you know, that's all up our alley. We love that. Excited, excited, excited to hear from Andrea. And as if that wasn't enough, she's also a fur mom. So shout out to all the fur moms out there. Right? That is an important and time-consuming duty, right? So shout out. All right, let's jump right on in. So let's talk business. 
So we talked about you being a certified women's issues and diversity consultant. First, congratulations on that. I'm not sure exactly what that means. So (laughs) I want you to tell us more, but it sounds amazing, right? So Mm -hmm. yeah, tell us more about what that means, what you do in that role and the kind of clients that you serve. So yeah, certified diversity consultant and women's issues consultant, it, it does encompass a lot of different things. There is, you know, bullying, sexual harassment, there's the glass ceiling, there's dealing with self-esteem issues. There are a myriad of things that happen to do with women. I happen to like to be in or I'm moving into the women of color and leadership space. So mm-hmm. there's many different things. And depending on what a consultant would want to do, you could work with large corporations, you could work, I like to work with churches and authorities and different smaller, because I'm in a smaller town and I don't travel as much as I did several years ago. And one of the important things is what we really kind of do, if someone reaches out after you have made a contact or someone contacts you, they find you on LinkedIn or wherever your marketing is and asks what you do, just like you did, it's kind of more of an intake call where you say, what issues are you facing? And then the part of the good thing, part about being the part of the network that I am in, say someone would say, I need someone on the sexual harassment problem. And I may not feel like that's my niche, you know, so I would say like, okay, I could I possibly find someone for you that's better at that, people that have done that before. So that's one of the great things about it. You can just have, if that's not your thing, you could find someone who will come in and help customer. So you could do speaking coaching, one-on-one coaching, group coaching, facilitation. It's just, there's, there's a lot to do in that mm-hmm. Okay. I love that. Look, you're speaking right up my alleyway, women of color leadership. That is what mm-hmm. we are all about mm-hmm. here at Winters United. I love the diversity that's in this one field, right? And you talked about a key thing as far as you could possibly be the person that's working in all of the areas, or you Mm -hmm. could choose to work in maybe one or two, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was a great tip to not necessarily spit out everything that you do, because that may be overwhelming to a person, but to kind of probe and get the information as far as what they need. Exactly. So then you can make a better decision on whether or not you're the right person to assist. Right, right. Yeah, and those are some tough but necessary topics that you mm-hmm. mentioned. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, yeah. So going off the script, guys, going off the script. Just mm-hmm. tell us briefly about a, what's the, that sounds like I said tough, right? So what's like a toughest experience that you've had in that area? Like I would probably say like the sexual harassment or bullying or type how to actually, because you could have a person reach out to you, say like the supervisor or the leader that wants you to come in and speak to people on that subject, but then you can get in there. Cause I also work with like teenagers and young women and people don't want to share. So you've either got that and you're trying to talk to them and trying to bring it out and everything, or you have the oversharing where people might've said something that you're like, okay, I think we need a, you know, a, a professional or someone to come in and deal with that because that we, you know, is a confession or something. So there's always the bullying and sexual harassment area are kind of the ones where you just never know what you're going to get. Either you get nothing or you know, there's a lot there. Right. Okay. That, that was a great tip for people to think about and consider. And I guess just for people that may be you know, I feel like harassment and bullying sometimes if 
you're used to these negative behaviors, you may not notice that that's what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. Do you have any like tip, like what does that look like for a person? You know, just in case someone out there may say, oh, oh no, that's not me, but they may be experiencing something that it is you and you just don't know because you're so used to living in this dysfunction. That's a perfect way to say that. I say women, we have that intuition. If it doesn't mm-hmm. feel right, you know, if someone says something, you kind of take it like, oh, when you think about it, and if it just keeps happening, and it just doesn't feel right in your spirit, as our grandmas could say, then it would be time to reach out and talk to someone and maybe just share it and be like, you know, this happened. Was I, was I overreacting or too many times we do, oh, that person may have had a bad day or that person may have, we excuse behavior and allow it to still happen. So like I say, the first time, you know, you might excuse it, but if it keeps happening, then it's where you have to go and explore and see, like, is there something else there? That was good, right? So trust yourself. I heard Mm -hmm. trust yourself, right? That intuition, that's something Mm -hmm. that I personally have had to get used to doing, you know, Um, and a lot of times people play with your mind. So, right, like, oh, my goodness you, you're not crazy, right? Right. You're not crazy. Exactly. (laughs) That was good. So besides certification, or is there, is the certification the only way to get in this field or for anyone thinking about getting into the field, what tips or advice would you have for them? I would say the certification is the best way. I know when I'm marketing myself to be able to say certified and be able to prove where you're certified from or something like that, does give people a leg up. They do kind of think, nod their head and say, okay, that you're actually certified, that you're trained. I don't don't want to say that you can't do it if you're not. You have to have a strong resume, I would say, or something where you can prove that you have done something. You just don't want people to go in and just start talking to people that don't have any background in it. So I was certified through the Professional Women Network. If anybody wants to contact me about that afterwards, I'll give you the information. I know there's another training in December. She only does like about 12 people at a time and it usually sells out. So she has a small group of people, but it's an excellent training. It's a trained trainer where you learn all one day, like I said, to to find what you want to do. And then the next day it's the branding and marketing and everything and how to get out and find clients and everything. But for me, I would say to be certified, it's easier once you say you're certified and you prove it, like I said, then they're just like, they're, you can make more money. You know, they're, once you, it's just like with any job or resume, certification is the best. But depending on your background, you may have a lot of background in something and not necessarily a certification that supports it. Okay. Okay. I like that. Great tip. And thank you for the offer. Anyone thinking of going in this route, definitely reach out to Andrea because that was awesome of her to offer to give you some information in that. And to me, that sounds like experience or credentials. And if your experience doesn't really point you in this direction, then those credentials will definitely help to push you forward, right? Right, right, right. I love it. (laughs) All right. So we mentioned something in your intro that I just, we have to dig in, right? So I talked about Andrea being a multi-time author, guys, right? But let's just say that she has authored and co-authored 19 books. Let's just take a moment and let that soak in, right? Me being a person that started a book back in 2018 and it is still in progress, like that is nothing to bat an eyelash on. It's a big feat, 
right? So congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So let's dig in. What kind of books have you written? And tell us why you chose the topics that you chose. So I am a woman's empowerment author. So just everything, you know, just everything seems to go together at the right time. And many of the books are anthologies. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But the Women's Empower, the first book that really just got me started 10 years ago, 11 years ago. So I've been in it 11 years, been in it for a while, was a book I, I went to apply for a part-time job before I bought my first house, wanted to pay some bills off. Saw a young girl in there, it was a retail you know, store. And she came in in tennis shoes and shorts, young African-American girl. And she kind of like slumped over, you know, on the table. And I just knew she wasn't going to get that job. It just bothered me in my spirit. I guess we could say for like six weeks, I was just walking around and I was like, how come no one told her you don't show up in tennis shoes? You don't show up in jeans and I mean, in shorts. And that lead to me writing my first book, Higher Power, How to Find, Get and Keep a Job where she was my muse, if that was such a thing. You know, in music, people have muses. I, I just literally like imagine talking to her and saying, this is what you do, et cetera, et cetera. And that's when it started by women's empowerment just came out of that. Then I was like, I do want to help people because we assume people knew that. I assumed that a 16-year-old would know to come in in a suit, may not even have owned one, and what to do. So that's where it started. And it just kept going. And then I got into the anthologies. And for people, that's where 10 or 20 people or 30 even get together and everyone writes one chapter. So it sounds like I've done a lot of writing. I've done 15 chapters, maybe. And then, you know, four books where the chapters are 10 pages long, maybe like 3000 words, which is much more manageable, but you're still an author. If you're an author in an anthology and your name is on a, in a book, you are an author. So I started with the first book, which was an actual book, and then got in the Professional Women Network. I did four or five books there, Women's Empowerment, Leadership, Personal Safety, which we'll talk about. I, I've done several books and chapters on personal safety. And so it just all seems to flow together. Once you seem to get in a flow. I, I, it could be just like writing songs or something. Once you get into it, you just go to different, just different branches of it. And that's how it happened. Mm, I love that. I love that. You actually just inspired me because I could think of a muse that I had in relation to moving into this women empowerment, right? So I think that that's a great tip as far as if you don't know what to write about, right? Like right. solving those problems for people. If you see something exactly. as a problem that bothers you and you know the solution, that is exactly. an opportunity, right? It is. It is. I love Definitely. that. Yep. that and like you said, you just tip. talk to that one person. You don't want to talk to too many people, but like you said, you have a muse and you sit there and imagine talking to that person. It makes it a lot easier. Right. And you talked about something else that I think is, it may be overlooked, right? Like, the value of what you know and understanding right. that everyone doesn't know what you know. And even Correct. if it's simple to you, right? Mm-hmm. It may not be simple to someone else. Mm-hmm. Common sense mm-hmm. is not common. I've learned that all mm-hmm. too, too often, mm-hmm. right? So don't underestimate your knowledge, right? right. Because Definitely. you never know who needs you, right? I love that. I right. Love, right. love, love, love that. <laughs> I actually thought of creating a course, which I haven't, and you're inspiring me even more. Mm-hmm. Like business business etiquette for entrepreneurs, right? Ooh. Because coming from corporate America, you know, I'm used to a certain business acumen, exactly. certain business etiquette that sometimes I don't see over in the entrepreneurial world, right? So that would definitely be needed. 
I think that would be a great course. So get to work. Uh -oh. <laughs> why, why did I mention that? Why right, I... <laughs> exactly. It's like, come on, come on. It's not done yet. You know? <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay. I love that. You know what? And I want to just piggyback on one more thing, right? As far as the anthology, I loved how you talked about how it takes some of the pressure off. Mm -hmm. So for a person that maybe wants to be an author and you're nervous, you can't mm -hmm. get it all together. You're like me. You've been working on your book for three mm -hmm. or four years. Mm -hmm. Try your anthology first, right? And don't yes. discredit the fact that it may not be your entire production. Right. You're still an author, like you said. Right. Your name is still on it. And you still, because I know people that work, that have done the anthologies I'm in, that's their first anthology. They on they go on book tours. They have mm. the book tours. They do the readings. They tell everybody, this is my chapter. These other chapters are great. They are working, you know, they buy their books and sell them. And I mean, it's the same thing. You just, you know, and it starts. And then many people I know started their first book was an anthology. And then they have taken that subject, like I said, like personal safety. And then they have branched it out to the full what they wanted to say. Because at one, at first, you may only have one chapter and you're thinking, that's all I've got. But then you talk to people, you, you tell stories, people tell you stories, you hear things in the news. All of a sudden, you have 10 chapters you can do. And then, boom, your book is easier. Listen, listen, look, if she's not talking to anyone out there, she is talking to me. She is talking to me. That is amazing advice. And I love that idea that even though you're in an anthology, you yourself, so you're saying the person didn't go on a book tour with the crew, they right. went by themselves. Right. I have seen several people do it. And then we have had, and then you brought up the good point too. Then there are people that have gotten together, especially now that we're in this Zoom world. Imagine being in an, in an anthology, and I'm actually going to be in one in the fall, I'll tell you about, and you can do a Zoom book tour. So everybody mm. comes on and they're talking and you, you'd have your own little conference. You could do a conference. You could do a woman's conference, say, off of your anthology. But yes, I know several women personally that have taken their book and just went on. They've been on TV and, and everything on their book because they talk about their chapter, but they also talk about the whole book. So it helps everyone. It's the best way to learn something because you're right. That first book, even though I had the idea and everything, it's still hard. Let's not tell everybody that it's easy. You don't want to make it sound like I had that. I talked to her, boom, it was out six weeks. <laughs> it wasn't. It still took a time, but I knew what I wanted to talk about. So yes, anthologies, it's, you could just Google it, see if there's any out there. Like I said, Professional Women Network. Again, they could contact me if they have any you know, ideas of, uh, see if I could see if there are any current anthologies that I know about. Nice. I love to, I just want to piggy, I think I want to piggyback on two things. I love, I hear as I'm listening to you, it sounds like you're all about community, finding those communities that are moving in a direction that you want to move in and mm -hmm. jumping in and joining those communities. Correct. Right. So mm -hmm. I think that that's mm -hmm. amazing, commendable. That is a tip, 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 <laughs> tip. Find your people, find your tribe. Jump in, join. We are better together, right? Mm -hmm. I believe mm -hmm. that it's no point in reinventing the wheel. Get along mm -hmm. with people that have been there, done that, or are doing that. Mm -hmm. So you can hold each other accountable and can learn from each other, right? So right. that is amazing. All right. So we talked about how writing a book can be hard, right? So do you have like, let's just say one or two tips for a person like me that may be stuck? Hmm. Do you mind map? You know what mind mapping is? 
So look, I'm look, take me off the hot seat. So let's okay, just talk about mind mind. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yes, that's a great tip. My I have used mind maps in the past. I haven't used it for my book. Right. So that's that. what I was gonna say. You put the subject in the middle, you draw your little spokes out, and then you, you know, put your ideas that you're coming out of that main subject. They become chapters, three more spokes after those different, you know, if people have to know how to mind map to know what I'm talking about. But if you've done it, three tips about the chapter which goes into the main subject and you just, and then I just, you know, I have it all out like that colorful on one side of the page, you know, when I'm actually writing and then on my left side where I think that's your creative brain. And then I take that and organize it into an outline on the right side. And that way, so you can see what am I really wanting to talk about, you know, in general, right. and then you can break it down and then you just take your time with each chapter and I tell people some people try to write the whole book at one time it's like no write the first page you know <laughs> write the second page and then also another tip for people don't try to do the introduction and the conclusion first they should be mm -hmm. last after you've written jump in say what you've got to say go back and see what you've said then do your introduction and then your conclusion because you really know mm -hmm. at the introduction you don't really know what it is yet you know you could say this is what I'm going to say but when you get into writing you might go in a different way. So do the meat of it first, then the introduction, then the conclusion. Listen, look, Andrea just got my whole life together, y'all. Now, listen, I'm nervous because that means I got to do something, right? Once you get the tips, you got to do something with those tips, right? So for all of our expiring authors, such as myself, we got the tips. Now it's no excuse. I love that. And I just want to shout out to Valerie Lewis Coleman, who I know is your exactly. publishing coach or writing mm -hmm. coach, right? She was she a guest on the, the podcast. She yes. the She's Queen V. So we just, that's it. She's the queen. So, right. Yeah. So just shout her out, right? right. And check Definitely. out her episode. I want to say, um, my brain's not working the best right now. Maybe season two, maybe season two, season two or season three, Valerie Lewis Coleman, maybe even four. I don't know. But one of the first seasons, she's yeah. a guest. So check out her episode as well. Yeah, and she's the one. She's the, we are doing an anthology. I'll just shout it out for you. It's called Do It Right the First Time. Mm. There's about 30 authors, and we talk about what we wish we knew before we published our first book. Val is the compiler and the publisher of it. It should be out in October. I talked about speaking it, speaking to sell, speaking it into existence. So people don't realize that they could start speaking on the book, or if they speak, they could take their speech and turn it into a book. So look for that. Maybe in October, we'll let you know so that people who really you know, want to try to write a book, you've got at least 30 great authors that will give you different tips. I love that. That's amazing. That is amazing. All right. All right. So let's move on to our mindset segment. Now, let's talk mindset. Right? Mindset is so important, especially for this entrepreneurial journey, for the mm -hmm. author journey, for the life journey, right? So, Andrea, I know that you believe in the power of positivity, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. bouncing back when you get down, right? Such a, such an important thing, mm -hmm. especially in life in general, especially in entrepreneurship, right? Mm -hmm. So talk to us more about your view on this and give us any advice, any tips, any tricks in relation to it. Um, well, I like I said, I'm just a positive person. I know I like to do things like walking helps for me. Just the simple act that if you're in, if you're overwhelmed, 
things are not going right, something bad happened or whatever, getting out and walking in the rain, in the cold weather, in the sun or whatever, that does so much for just, you know, I guess communing with nature, maybe they call it, or looking up and remembering there's a higher power that uh, this too shall pass, as they say. That's one of the things I like to do. But I think the important thing is this too shall pass. And then the sun will come out tomorrow. You know, I've got all kinds of nice little, just to remember things like that. Things are bad. And especially over these last 16 months, I mean, it has just been a mess. Trying to stay positive through this has been hard, but you have to turn off the TV, sometimes, turn on your music if you're into music, and uh, read. I like to journal. I like to write stuff. And the best thing about journaling, I like to journal in a spiral-bound notebook, even though I have the fancy journals that I buy and don't write in them because they're too nice. And then you just, when you're, and if it's especially bad, you've had a bad day, write it all down, take it out and tear it up. There's something about tearing it up or even if you have a fireplace, throwing it in the fireplace and leaving it there. You know, once you write it, get it out of your way, journal it, diary, whatever you call it, don't come back and pick it up again. Like they say, tear it up, get rid of it. It helps a lot to, to brighten your mood. If you're really low, write it out. And I don't mean like using periods or capital letters or whatever. I just, they're all lower letters. Doesn't matter what it looks like. You know, no, not editing. It's not going, no one's ever going to see it. So you write it, tear it up, light it on fire, throw it away. And that's one of my tips for pulling yourself out of a bad mood or something. Yeah. Ooh. If you've had a problem with somebody, cuss them out in the paper, <laughs> you know, write it down and tear it up, throw it away and move on. That is amazing advice. That sounds like um, I heard from one of my therapists, stream of conscious writing. Yeah. So you kind of, that's exactly yeah, what it is. Mm-hmm. right. Let the pen, don't even pick the pen up, right? Because mm-hmm. then our mind is taking over mm-hmm. for really to get those emotions out. Exactly. So that's amazing, right? Because mm-hmm. I know like me personally, like I like to be sunshine rainbows, mm-hmm. cupcakes, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not realistic, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that that's amazing to accept that not every day is going to be a good day. Right. But how do we get ourselves back when we're mm-hmm. down? So I think that that was awesome, awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. I heard get some good quotes, some good sayings and keep yeah. them in your memory. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Music. Yes. I love Mm -hmm. it. Great, Mm -hmm. great, great tips. Right. (laughs) So it is inevitable, right. To feel Mm -hmm. down, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that we have to stay there is Mm -hmm. what I heard. Exactly. Hey, I'm jumping in to let you know that if you want to support the ongoing production of Winners United, the podcast, your contributions are welcomed and appreciated. There are two ways that you can support. One is via Cash App and the other is via Buy Me a Coffee. The Cash App handle for Winners United is dollar sign Winners United. That's W-I-N-H-E-R-S. U-N-I-T-E-D. And our Buy Me A Coffee URL is buymeacoffee.com forward slash Winters United. And that's B-U-Y-M-E-A-C-O-F-F-E-E period C-O-M forward slash W-I-N-H-E-R-S U-N-I-T-E-D. 
Thank you in advance for your support. And remember that no donation is too small. All right. Yep. I love that. Come out tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> yes. Look, I have to remind myself that often, right? I, <laughs> I am human. You're human, right? So then exactly. even piggybacking on that, right? Don't mm-hmm. beat yourself up for being Exactly. Down. Yeah. And like I said, especially this last year and a half, we have gone through so much. It's not, you know, don't, and no one should beat themselves up for how they felt. People have gained weight. People have lost weight. People have, you know, relationships have fallen apart because they spent too much time together. I mean, there's just so much stuff going on. But like you said, the important thing is just not to beat yourself up or take it personally and just realize that just move on and keep moving. Keep breathing. Right. As long as you're allowed to breathe, you know, we've seen as these past 16 months, just, you know, you're here every day. God wakes you up. You're here for something. Right. Just right. Just keep searching until you find it. Keep pushing. Yes. I love it. All <laughs> right, Andrea. So let's get into a topic that we know, you know, very well, our personal development segment. Right? <laughs> now let's talk personal development. So I was snooping around and I saw that you have written about the purpose of a personal development plan, mm-hmm. right? So talk to us more about a personal development plan. Like, what does it look like? And, you know, why should we have one? It's so, talk about like, say leadership. It is, you cannot lead others if you cannot lead yourself. So you have to be able to know where you're going. It's say like you want to go to Europe now that we can travel again. It you just can't, you know, walk up to the airport with no suitcase, don't know where you're going, don't know that you need a passport, you know, don't know that you have to change money once you get there. So a personal development plan is kind of the same way. You're thinking about where do I want to go in life? You know, what do I want to do? Even if you're out of school, even if you're older, there's just still, well, what do we want to do for the, this is technically the beginning of the decade and, and we've got more to go. Now that we've had all this time where we couldn't do things, now that you're free to get out to do again, your personal development plan, what do you want to do by 2030? Mm-hmm. So you might, you might want to start there. You might want to start 2025, but just making a plan, start, find out what you want to do for the next 10 years of your life. I think a lot of us have had a rebirth now. We've had time to go, okay, now is this really what I wanted to do with my life since some, you know, p- people came close to losing it and our freedoms and everything. And I just mean in the pandemic when, you know, we couldn't do anything. So you're like, okay, this is my second chance. This is my time to come out. What do I want to do now? And what does it take? Do you have to go back to school? Doesn't matter how old you are, go back to school. If you wanted to get a certification, how do I do that? You know, if you want to write a book, if you never thought about writing a book, time to write it. So you just get a journal. I'm a big person. We've talked about journaling. Start, you know, stream of conscious, write it out, think about it, and then put it into place. So like I said, so that you know where you're going. It it has a personal safety theme to it too. We'll talk about later, but, um, and then you can take other people with you. Like I said, you can't lead other people to go to Europe or somewhere if you don't even know how to get there or know the little things like, yes, we need a passport, you know, <laughs> and uh, immunizations or whatever, changing money once we get there and and where to stay once you get there. You can't just like get off the airplane and not have a hotel, but just, just you know, I've tried to make an you know, analogy of um, why you need a personal development plan. It's just in that same vein. 
I love that. And I think that that's an amazing analogy, right? Because I feel like sometimes it's not easy to think about what I want to do for myself per se in relation to growth. But when you think Mm -hmm. about all the stuff you do for travel, Mm -hmm. you know, or all the Mm -hmm. stuff you do to get your kids prepared for school Mm -hmm. or something like Mm -hmm. that, right? That's a great example to then apply Mm -hmm. to your growth in the future. Mm -hmm. So you Mm -hmm. talked about 2030, 2025, as far as targets, right? But what if you're a person that, you know, thinking 10, five years out is just too much? What tips do you have for people like that where that's just too far, Andrea? Like, I can't even think about tomorrow. You're telling me to think about 10 years from now. Yes. Well, I mean, three months, six months, 12 months. What do you want to do in 2022? I mean, we're just getting able to get out in 2021 and we're hoping that this COVID plague is not, you know, it's threatening to come back and threatening to mess with us, but we're hoping one day we're still going to be able to do something else. And you may have sat there, you may be at a dead end job. You may be at a job you just don't like. You might be in a relationship you don't want to be in, or you might not be in one and you want to be in one. It's just, what do you want to do by the end of 2022? And what will it take to get there? So again, to me, for me, uh, some people are not writers. For me, it just takes writing it down and deciding what I want. You could, you could make a vision board, put on your vision board, 2022, what are some of the things you want to do? Cut pictures out of a magazine, put it up there and just remind yourself, do you want a new car? Do you want to move somewhere? You know, I think now one of the things we should have learned with 2020 is you only live once and, and you only live now. So let's get out and do what we have been putting off thinking that we couldn't do before because, you know, COVID just kind of said like, you know, I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. So love that. Love that. Love that. All right. And then one more caveat, right? Like say you're a person, you sit down, you make your 2022, your 2025, even your 2030 plan. And then 2022 comes and you didn't do what you said you were going to do. 2025 comes, you didn't say what you, you didn't do what you said you were going to do. 2030 comes, you didn't do what you say you were going to do. Like, what advice do you have for them so that they don't, you know, fall into a rut or be so Mm -hmm. hard on themselves or, you know, like, what should they do if they find themselves not doing what they said? I heard a great uh, business coach one time. She said, change the date, not the goal. Mm. So if you want to write a book and it comes 2022 and it's not written, you're like, okay, 2023, you know, you don't get down on yourself for not doing it because things happen, you know, pandemics happen, things happen in your life. So if you still want to write a book, you didn't get it in 2022, then you try it again in 2023. You always keep that as your goal, as your vision of something that you want to do. And I think it will help to not say, oh gosh, I missed it. So, I mean, so you didn't get it done in 2022, you know? but the world won't end, you still have time. So you just will start over again, January, 2023 and be like, okay, I'm gonna do it this year. <laughs> you know? So I love that. That was great advice. Change the date. Don't change the goal, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I heard as long as you have breath, there is still opportunity. So exactly. thank you, Andrea. That was yep. amazing. <laughs> All right. So I also know that one of your resources or communities, right, that you're a part of is Toastmasters. I personally mm-hmm. love Toastmasters. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So tell us, for those that may not know, tell us what Toastmasters is and tell us why you chose Toastmasters mm-hmm. and how it has helped you. 
great. So Toastmasters is the world's leading speaking and leadership organization. And what drew me to it, when I wrote my first book, Higher Power, you know, after I did all that writing and got it together and Val got me together and I had a book and everything and I was sitting there and I was like, okay, Oprah, you know, she was still on TV at the time. Come on, Nicole, well, let me talk about this book. But that doesn't happen in real life too. You know, you have to market your book. You have to sell it. Hence the plug for the book that we're doing in the fall. Right. People were calling me because it's about, you know, tips for teenagers and everything on how to end asking me if I would come in and do a presentation. And I was terrified. I was like, I wish I would talk in front of somebody, you know, in a room. That it's not going to happen. So when I got an email one day, long story short, that someone was like, how much do you charge for a presentation? And can we buy your books? And I'm like, that's money. So, you know, and I knew about Toastmasters and I was one of those people that people are probably thinking, oh, I would never do that. I'd never go there. So I went in there and I was like, I, you know, I wrote this book. I can't just sit it there and have, you know, all these copies sitting there and not be able to do anything with it. So I went in, I was terrified. I was horrible. I mean, to tell you horrible, I mean, bad. I just was like, couldn't hear myself speak. My eyes were rolling in the back of my head. I was gripped onto the electron. I mean, just just bad. And so, so bad. In fact, now some people would think, okay, I'm I'm not going to do that. And there are people have walked away and have never come back again. But I was like, no, my ego was involved. I was like, oh, I can do better than that. I just know I can. So I went back and then on and on and on. And I started talking. I was a former flight attendant and I started talking. This is how my personal safety. So I hope we're segueing, segueing into that. I started talking. First of all, Toastmasters, you talk about what you know. You don't go out and research neurosurgery to make a speech about because you don't know about it. So I was a flight attendant. I knew about safety tips that I wanted people to tell the women in their life about. So And it was easy. So when you talk about what you know and what you like, because you could talk about anything, you go in and you do you know a series of different speeches. And I just kept talking and talking and they kept encouraging me. And that's where the book came from. But I'm getting ahead of myself. But and then people help you. You talk and then they have to give you evaluations, which are, which are hard, but it helps you because, you know, you get better and then it helps you be able to take feedback and helps you grow. You know, it, it's tough sometimes. And they're never, ever really mean. You know, they just say maybe, you know, this can help you. So anyway, long story short, I did a series of, you know, speeches from that first one that was four minutes, which I was terrible up to like an hour and a half and eventually ended up becoming a distinguished Toastmaster, which is like less than 10% of the people in Toastmasters get. But it was just because I love the communication of it. And like I said, my biggest tip there is, like I said, talk about what you know. Don't go in and trying to impress anybody and, and talk, talk. If you like apples, talk about apples. You know, they don't care. You know, if you like music, talk about music. And if you talk about what you know, it makes it easier even though there is a room full of people, you know, but uh, speaking, I think it just, it helps so much in life with jobs, promotions, relationships, anything. Speaking is just, it, it can enhance anything that you do. So that's one of the things that I just loved about it. And like I said, once I started talking and realized that personal safety was my, my jam, that's what I kept talking about and then writing about. So I wrote about it, talked about it, wrote about it, talked about it. So, and it helps also with writing books. It also helps you promote the book speaking on the speaking circuit. Love that. Love that. Love that. That is amazing. I heard do it scared, right? Oh, 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I heard use your level as your baseline, right? Mm-hmm. That that's what you can use to compare yourself to continue to improve, right? Mm-hmm. So don't compare yourself to other people. Exactly. Compare yourself yourself. to yourself to and your how you can speech. continue, yes, to mm-hmm. move mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. right? I love Toastmasters. I agree. It's a safe space, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a space that you can go to and fumble and stumble exactly. right, until you get it right. So that's mm-hmm. great, mm-hmm. great, great. And they are a are they a worldwide organization? Yeah, they are right? worldwide. Yes, everywhere. Right. I mean, not so everywhere, but they are worldwide. Yeah. yeah. All you do is just, you know, Google Toastmasters.org. You put in your zip code. And then I also tell people another quick tip don't just go to the first club and think, I'm going to join it. Check out the clubs. They're different cultures. There are clubs that like to be funny, there are clubs that meet in restaurants, that they're more social. There are clubs, my clubs were on a military base, so they were more business like. Just go around till you find your people, your community. And, you know, because you don't want to just jump in one and be like, mm, I don't like this one. It, and if that does happen, you just go around. You don't have to join right away. It lets you come as a guest and you could just go around your town. I'm pretty sure most towns have at least one. And you might have to drive a little bit, but you could just go and look around and see and just wait two or three times. And because they don't bother you. They don't say if you don't speak next week, you got to leave. They they know Every one of most everyone that's ever been in Toastmasters started out like I did, terrified. You know, I've heard of people fainting. I've heard of people crying, you know, people running out of the room being sick, you know. So we've all started that you can't be worse than I was. you know. But if you think about it, just just you know, go in and, and just observe and find your place. You might find your people right away. You might have to go to three or four. Great tips, great tips. And I will say that one of the benefits that COVID has given us is that I've heard of now a lot of Toastmaster groups meet virtually, right? Oh, most so that's of them also do, yes. Thing. I'm glad you mentioned that. You're right. Most of them do right now. I don't know when they'll go back, but yes, so that, that helps as well too. Right. Now I'm a person, when I speak, I like to move around and do a lot. So virtual for me, I just, I'm okay with that, but I'm not, because I, I walk the stage and all that stuff. But it's okay. I, I will do it, but I prefer to be on a stage, you know, <laughs> ironically, after my first speech, I prefer to be in front of the audience. Mm. My largest audience was 1200 people. I could not feel my legs. I felt like I was floating, but I got through it. It was a four minute speech. And now I just like, I'm super bad, you know, <laughs> you know? but you gotta do it. what scares you. And when you can't, you know, when you can't um, conquer it, that's what helps doing what right. scares you. Do what scares you. Great advice. Thank you, Andrea. And you (laughs) talked about it, right? So we are moving right along into our self-care segment. Let's talk self-care. And, you know, switching up self-care because you've spoke about it a few times. Now we're going to dig right in. I am. I have my popcorn, y'all. I'm ready for this conversation. (laughs) So like when we think of self-care, we think of journaling, we think of spa days, we think of rest, things like that, right? But Andrea, you've talked about personal safety for women, right? We've Mm -hmm. learned from your bio that Mm -hmm. personal safety is one of your keynote discussions. So Mm -hmm. define personal safety for us. Tell us why it's important and why it's part of self-care. So imagine, I'll just tell us this in a story. Say that you're a business person. And you've been asked to come to do a speech in, you know, San Diego or whatever. Again, like we said, with the development and the journey, you've got to get there. You've got to travel by yourself. You may have not done that. So 
in order to alleviate the fear and the, decide that maybe you don't want to do it, you don't want to travel, you don't want to go to wherever you're at, if you are armed with personal safety tips and you know how to take care of yourself, you know how to be aware, to look around, or, or and you know how to have the personal safety devices or anything that you might need, it's going to help you in life when you feel secure. You know, it's just like if you're in your house, once you get it, if you're, you know, once you get in your house, you lock your house up, you check it up, you know, all the windows and everything is, you feel secure, you're able to relax. You're not really able to relax if you're nervous and you think that there's somebody outside, you know, so there's a, something about the personal safety ad, aspect that once you feel, there's a level of confidence that you have once you feel safe. So if you don't have feel safe, and I mean, I could go on, on all kinds of tangents. You're not going to be able to just be your best in life. So safety, if you think about Maslow's hierarchy, it is almost what at the very bottom. It's one of the things you have to do before you could move on to do anything else. So if you're not feeling safe in your house, a relationship, in a hotel, in a car with someone driving, you're not in control or you're off kilter, right? So you're like you're in a car. And this happened to a woman that I was interviewing me on a radio show. She told me about how she got in a car and she was supposed to go somewhere. And she called, told the people, I'll be there in a minute. She was talking, talking, talking. She got a phone call about 20 minutes later. And they're like, where are you? And she's like, well, I'm on my way. And they were like, the hotel was at the airport. So this guy was like driving her around, just running up the fare. Luckily for her, he didn't want to hurt her. He was just trying to get to like $20. So she just gave him the money, got out, you know, didn't worry about it. But there's so many aspects of we can't be who we fully want to be if we are scared in life. And so part of it is that physicality of being safe, if that makes any sense. Making sure that you're safe, once you've got that secure, then you could go ahead and be confident in everything else you need to do. But if okay. you just, if you don't feel like you're safe in your life, in your relationships, in your home, in your town, or anything like that, you can't really be your full self because there's always part of you worried about something, if that makes any sense to anybody. <laughs> right, it does. And like piggybacking on the story that you gave, right? So like a way, my brain, you know, my, mm-hmm. my brain just goes, right? Mm-hmm. Anyone that listens, y'all know me, this brain just go and do what it want to do, right? <laughs> so as I was listening, I heard you, and what, well, what I heard as far as a solution right, is, you know, if you're getting in a cab, if you're getting in the Uber to maybe MapQuest, you know, yes, or, you know, exactly. to check the however long it's supposed to take you to get there. Exactly. Possibly even check the possible routes, right, so that mm-hmm. you know whether or not this person is taking you in the right direction. Absolutely. You know, now you talked about some tools, though, for personal safety. What does that look like? Oh, I meant like, so there are things that you could buy to put in your suitcase. Say you're going somewhere and the hotel room is uh, has the outside doors, which I always say never do. If you can Google the hotel that you're going to be at and make sure it's not a, I guess they call them motels or whatever, it has the outside doors. But say something happens and, you know, there are little things that you can hang on the uh, handle that ring if someone is trying to get in the door. There are door wedges. There are things, like I said, once again, that just make you feel safer about being there. There are the, uh, there's the mace and the uh, different gadgets that you can have on your body. There's the alarms that, you know, you can put on your keychain that you pull, any number of things that uh, 
you can be safe and feel safer. Like if you're walking, if you have to, if you have a teenager or something that has to walk or kids that have to walk in neighborhoods where you're a little bit worried about, you can buy things for kids there. Safety things, if you pull it, it does that piercing alarm noise that people are going to notice. So there is uh, a number of, that's what I meant, actual personal safety items that you can look at. I love that. That's great advice. And I would say, especially also, you know, not even for yourself, let's say you're a parent. I know when I took my mm-hmm. daughter away to college, mm-hmm. the first thing I did before I left was, I, oh, we're going to get you some mace right now. Right. You know, exactly. because I want to be able to sleep at night and you're several states away. Exactly. Right. So, yep. yeah. Like, uh, personal I, safety. Like I said, right. you know, I didn't realize that that is as much for the mother or the parent as it is for the child. You feel better now that you've equipped her to be safe than you would if you hadn't have done that. You'd still be like you said, is she okay? Where is she? Oh, I can't find her, you know. But now you're like feeling better because, you know, well, you could hope that she takes the base with her and everything, all of that. But yes, equipping them to do whatever, it helps mothers and fathers too. Right, that's great advice. And I agree that it allows your brain to be at ease. Like you said, mm-hmm. because if you, all you're doing is worried about is somebody coming to get me? Is this, exactly. is that? Then you exactly. can't focus on this business you want to build. Yeah. You can't focus on the book you want to write. Exactly. You know, like you can't even exactly. possibly think about what you want to cook for dinner. Exactly. You know, if cooking mm-hmm. is your thing, right? Or what you want to go out and get, mm-hmm. you know, whatever your thing mm-hmm. is, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But how can you focus, right? So right. that right. is right. great advice. And it made me also think of like your personal development plan. Come up mm-hmm. with a plan, right? Mm-hmm. Think mm-hmm. everything out. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yep, yep. yep. Awesome. Yes. Safety does matter, right? As women, you know, we are, what do they say? Like physically not as strong as men, right? So, well, some, you know, you know, might be in the gym doing the thing, you know, (laughs) but you know, just the way we've been created, Mm -hmm. we're not typically as strong. So, you know, what do we need to do so that we make sure that we're good so that we can then do other things? I think exactly. Thank you. That was a new topic for the podcast. I love it, right? I think it's super, super important, mm-hmm. right? And we mm-hmm. do need to pay attention to that, right? Because if mm-hmm. you find yourself mm-hmm. stuck and paralyzed, like some people literally, and that can lead to stress and illness. Exactly. Too, right? See? Yep. <laughs> exactly. Right. Love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Angela. Well, we are at our last segment. As a bonus, let's talk celebrating wins. So I believe that we get wins all the time, every mm-hmm. day, all day, but depending on our outlook, we may not pay attention to them or we may not give them the credibility they deserve, or mm-hmm. we may not give ourselves the pat on the back that mm-hmm. we need mm-hmm. to keep going, right? Mm-hmm. So tell us about your latest win and why it's important to you. Well, so before today, I was going to talk about the book, you know, it would be my 20th book and in my 10th year or 11th year, but I just was, I'm having my uh, sorority, I'm a part of Eta Phi Beta sorority and we're having our national conference. And I didn't even realize, but my chapter president had mentioned, I was doing a leading ladies newsletter for our chapter. So each month I featured a different soar and because we are we're all pretty bad and we just don't, women, we play down what we do. And so there are some amazing women that you interview them and they're like, oh, I just did this. And you're like, really? You know, so I was doing a newsletter on all of them. And so my president happened to mention it 
to the regional and to the national. And you're just thinking, wow, I'm known now, not known, but you know what I mean. Shouted out nationally on our Zoom conference to people where they all know and have seen the newsletter. And you're just kind of like, okay, that's a win. You know, it's a, to, uh, a small win, but I'll take it. <laughs> Is a huge, huge win, both mm-hmm. wins. So let's not brush past twenty books now. We're not, oh, we're not right, gonna right, brush yeah, past that was gonna be that was gonna be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna brush past eleven years being an author. That is mm-hmm. amazing as well. But I do agree, you know, that recognition, right? Like we mm-hmm. all want to be recognized, right? Exactly, exactly. But I love yeah. how your service, right? Like that was you being of service mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. necessarily looking for this grandiose shout out, right. you know, or these mm-hmm. kudos, but wanting to celebrate other women mm-hmm. and then turn around and look at how able you to be celebrated as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's, that's basically right. Yeah, you phrased it perfectly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, this was just for the chapter, but now, you know. <laughs> And everyone knows about it. So, and who's to say that you haven't inspired that to be a thing for other chapters as well? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I love that. Yes, congratulations. (laughs) All right. Tell us what being a winner means to you. I think we've pretty much today talked about it. Each one, teach one, community. If you can help someone else, help them. We all need to, we need to help each other, not compete, not be jealous, not be like, oh, wow, she's done this. I couldn't do this. That's not it. That's, you know, each one, like they said, don't judge someone by the page of the chapter you came in or whatever it is. But I think win her, we all win together when we all help each other and we're like I said, happy for each other. It's like, wow, that's inspiring instead of, Ugh. And, you know, so type thing. So win her to me is, is when we realize that everybody wins and can win when we help each other. I love it. I love it. The epitome of what Winners United mm-hmm. stands for. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you. So do you have any parting words or parting advice for us? You can do it. As you can see, I'm just, I should be a motivational speaker. I haven't thought about doing that, but whatever, don't think. I mean, we have a vice president who is a woman of color. Who ever thought we would have that? So don't ever think, you know, before Barack Obama became president, we never thought we would have a black president. So I think our days of saying we can't do it for whatever reason, woman, age, color, whatever it is, be the first one to do it. If you don't think you can do it, has it been done before? That's what you got to go and do. I love it. I love it. Yes, that is motivational. So look, <laughs> you try to hold me accountable. I might be in your, your inbox trying to find out when you on that motivational uh, speaking circuit. Oh, my goodness. I, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Angie, thank you so much. So let us know where we can find you, your website, socials, all that good stuff. Right. Well, AndreaFoy.com is probably the best place to go to find me. I have all the links to my social and all that stuff that you can get there by, you know, Instagram and all that different stuff. But that's my home base where you can find out, like I said, about my books, everything I'm doing that I will put on there or put a link wherever I'm going with it from there. But that's just basically probably the easiest place to find AndreaFoy.com. Just simple. They should buy your own domain name. You know, even if you don't use it for a while, just buy it and uh, 
it's easier to find no matter what you do, you still buy and brand your name. Okay, and Andrea is leaving us with a tip. Look, she was supposed to be telling us what we could find her. She dropping, <laughs> she dropping more gems for us, yeah, right? So it. we look, we appreciate you, Andrea. We're glad you can't help it, right? We want to learn all the things, right? So we appreciate you. I want to thank you again for being a guest on Winners United and just imparting all your wisdom and your knowledge. So, so, so appreciated. It was an honor. It was a lot of fun, and I'm glad to be part of the community. So yes, let's You're do welcome. this again sometime. Right, right. All right. Thanks guys for listening as <laughs> always. I really enjoyed this interview with Andrea and I hope you did as well. During this episode, Andrea really inspired me to get back to writing the book that I've been sitting on since 2018. If you're a longtime listener, you know that in 2018, I talked about my book that was coming out that it still hasn't come out yet, right? I'm a working project. So in addition to inspiring me to go back to my original book, she's even inspiring me to pivot to writing another book because I know that I have several books inside of me. But I want to know, what inspired you from this episode? Send me an email and let me know. My email is winhersunited at gmail.com. That's W-I-N-H-E-R-S. U-N-I-T-E-D at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. One of my models is sharing is caring. So I sure hope that you care to share. I'm looking forward to receiving an email from you. So please don't let me down. Also, don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode to read Andrea's full bio to get the Cash App handle for Winhurst United, to get the direct link to the Winhurst United Buy Me A Coffee page, and much more. We'll be back in two weeks with another amazing, winning woman of color entrepreneur. But until then, as always, be empowered and empower only.